Welcome to another episode of The Girls' Room. I'm your host, Marissa, here for another episode. This podcast will have explicit content and is intended for mature audiences of the ages 16 and older. Listener discretion is advised. Before we get into today's episode, if you just listened to the first 30 seconds of this, you can tell that there is a new intro. I'm now stating that there is explicit content in these episodes and what my target audience is. There's just been recent confusion who I'm trying to attract with this podcast. But if you are listening and you are like six years old, this probably is not the podcast for you. My intent is to have this around like the high school age and older. And I do understand that some of these topics could be for middle school, but just kind of the way that I talk and how vulgar I am is kind of what is not appropriate for younger listeners. So when it does come to topics that can be for younger listeners, I promise I will not be vulgar and I will not curse as much. But this episode really isn't going to be that explicit as well. We're going to be talking about the rise of social media, its effects on young women, and editing and facetuning images and the effects that that could have on oneself and have on others as well. So before we deep dive into that, I want to talk about something that I'm thankful for. I kind of this past weekend after facing, it wasn't really a conflict. It was just something that got brought to my attention on how this can be misconstrued in many different ways and how that might be bad for me. And I could totally understand that because I do work in the child field as well. So I just kind of had to sit back and like think, I'm like, could this really fuck up my future? Maybe. But then again, I'm really proud of this and I think there's ways to maneuver and manage my two worlds not so much into one but to try to like avoid each other almost. I know that I do have some younger following from past sports from my past jobs or younger siblings to my friends or just like people who kind of like look up to me and they may be listening because like maybe they have a personal connection to me or they want to be more a part of my life. So I do now understand that could be an issue. So if you do get blocked by me, that's probably why. No, I'm just kidding. But now I'm taking that more into account and I will be taking that into account for future episodes and I'm always going to now state my target audience and in my link descriptions as well. You can then view that this is rated R, I guess you could say. There, there's always going to be some sort of explicit content. That could just be because I'm saying fuck every five minutes or something like that it may not be a bad topic but just kind of the way that I talk about it could make it explicit so so back to why I'm thankful I kind of just like went on a random tangent but I've been thinking about this all weekend and it kind of just like not like turned me off but made me almost unmotivated I like thought to myself for a second like well should I just fucking stop doing this like is this really gonna like fuck up my whole life or could this mess up potential job opportunities I'm like I don't know I just kind of freaked out to myself a lot and it just made me like super unmotivated I spent all day yesterday writing my mission statement and I was like okay I just wasted the whole fucking day on that like and I was just getting like frustrated almost and just kind of like more so upset with myself and then I thought today because I already originally had today's episode recorded edited ready to go for this Monday and now it's Sunday the day before the episode is supposed to be released and I had to switch my topic because I wanted to address talk about my intentions and then I figured maybe to kind of just bring it down a notch going from talking about 
vaginas and boobs for the past two weeks to maybe just like bringing it down to social media and the effects and stuff like that so I'm kind of just like stressed honestly like this is like a second job to me and it's a job that I love and that I really want to continue doing but for the past week and I was like how the fuck am I gonna put this all together like I spent all day writing and I was like okay fuck well I didn't record anything I didn't do anything I just wrote in a journal for a really long time like what the fuck is that gonna do when something happens I like to sleep on it I like to think about it and stuff so it's like okay but then again I don't have much time like I kind of just had to sleep on it for one night and then kind of decide where I'm going from there I didn't do anything with my mission statement on the spot because again I wanted to have one more day to sleep on it and I have to like go through because I honestly think it's the best thing I've ever fucking written because I'm not a writer. I'm awful at writing. But I didn't have, like, anger behind it. I'm not angry. I'm not upset. But I had so much, like, fiery passion. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It just made me, like, so excited to be a woman and to talk about these things more and truly talk about why I'm doing this and why I created it in the first place. So... I am pretty stressed considering that I'm doing this the day before and I kind of feel like it's crunch time and I had this whole weekend planned like I mentioned in my Valentine's Day episode of like shit that I was gonna do and I was so excited I was gonna clean I was gonna get my life together I was gonna go on a couple hot dates and then now I've just kind of been sitting in my room for the past two days I'm gonna be honest I haven't even showered (laughs) like I didn't shower yesterday either okay it's only like 10 o'clock so it's not that bad whatever but I'm just like I need to get this done like I'm kind of like in crunch mode and I only record when my mom's not at the house and that's just because like I don't give a shit if she listens to what I'm talking about but I hate talking and having people listen to me. That sounds really weird like even if I'm on the phone I'll walk away I'll go in a different room I'll go outside like I just hate when people listen to me talk so I'm just so off topic of what I'm supposed to be talking about. I, this whole thing was supposed to be about why I'm thankful. Okay so like I said I'm stressed I'm blessed whatever but I'm glad that this little, it's not even a hump in the road. It was really like nothing. I just had to be more clear about what my intent was. But I was just getting so frustrated and feeling like I was just so crunched on time and like treating it like it was a job when I guess it is a job, but it is something that really makes me happy. So I just kind of had to wake up this morning. I was like, yeah, let's fucking do this. Like I have so many other things that I want to talk about. Like I could just record anything else. So I'm really thankful that I still have my fire and that I still have my passion towards this and I just want to keep continuing to do this for a long time. So thank you as always for everybody who's listening. Just one more shout out to my two best friends, Sarah and Erin. They helped me so much this weekend. So like I mentioned, we are going to be talking about editing pictures. We're going to be talking about the rise of social media and the effects and it's kind of just going to be a bunch of like, not like mumbo jumbo, but as always, just like imagine my brain as like this big spider web and there's so many different areas and aspects that kind of like tie into like this center talking point. So I'm kind of going to be all over the place, but then again, do you expect anything different? No, I'm always all over the place because I always just have so much on my mind. And even when I make notes to like write about it, I kind of think they all just tie together. So I just keep jumping around back and forth. And even when I was making my notes, it was just making me like more stressed because there's just so many different aspects of it that like I need to touch on. So I'm gonna back up a little bit first and discuss my project of the girls room. So If you haven't seen it, I'll attach pictures, but it was a photography exhibition, and 
The reason that I did it is because I was mocking preteen slash teen magazine culture and how all it is is just really fucking glamorous images of women and you may not realize when you're younger like I was when I was looking at it, but that they're not real and that they're not realistic. It's just these totally fake images of people and that body image that they promote is kind of at points or is kind of at times unattainable because it's not real it's all digitally altered so when I was younger I was really affected by these magazines and by these images that I was seeing when I was younger I was super fucking skinny like I remember weighing myself and being like oh I'm 40 pounds like what the fuck well obviously I'm not thinking that when I'm in like second grade but I was always really tiny when I did cheerleading I was always a flyer because I weighed close to nothing and I was a gymnast I did three sports at a time like I was always super active and I had a six-pack when I was like four like I was just a very fit kid and I don't really know if that's just because of all the sports I was doing or I had a high metabolism like I'm really just not sure I was just always very tiny and muscular and as I got older that's kind of harder to maintain. So I was doing these crazy workouts. I was going to the gym all the time. And basically all I would do when I was there was either just cardio or I would just do abs on end. I remember, I could vividly remember like the machines and stuff that I was doing. And then I would do reps of 100 because I was like, I need to have abs. All these other people have abs. All these other people are skinny. And especially when it came to the summertime and bikini season, they never showed a picture in magazines of women with stretch marks or women with cellulite and god for fucking bid there's like a piece of hair on them or anything like I didn't understand I was like am I the only person who has these issues or like do other people have them as well like I just didn't understand and like seeing these perfectly like groomed glamorous glowing skin people I just was kind of confused and I thought that I needed to look like that So this is kind of turning more into like all of like my body issues as well, but I think that's fine. This can take many different turns, but as I got older, like I mentioned, I think if this did have to do with my metabolism, it definitely slowed down. I couldn't eat all of the unhealthy food that I once did. Like I ate mac and cheese literally every single day when I was younger. I don't know why that was like, that was my version of vegetables and my weight not so fluctuated. I just became more full, which... I definitely needed but at the time I wasn't really understanding on why that was happening and that 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 was good for me so I've always just this is kind of like hard for me to I don't even know how to like pinpoint this I remember looking in the mirror every single morning and I would flex my abs like that sounds really conceited but I did it because if I didn't see them I knew I needed to work harder and I knew that I needed to then work out that day I was working out as like a form of punishment and now I work out because I think it's fun like if I don't want to go to the gym that day I won't fucking go to the gym that day and there's other times like this weekend I've really wanted to go but I've had too much stuff to do and I know that that's not supposed to be an excuse you can always make time whatever I had a lot of shit to do this weekend so I haven't gone yet but like I'm craving to go just because it's fun and it now makes me feel good But at the time, I was punishing myself. I would need to be able to see abs. I loved being able to, like, see part of my ribcage. And I thought that it was just interesting that I could see, like, the internal structures, almost, of my body. And I just really didn't understand that it was okay for my weight to fluctuate. So I did, and I still do, have a lot of issues when it comes to my body. 
I took time off from looking in the mirror. I took maybe like four solid months where I did not once look at myself. I looked at my face. That was fine. I could not look at my body. I could not stand to see it. I've done crazy shit to just try to like maintain this. I've been in dressing rooms where I've just sat there and fucking cried because I could no longer fit into my size four pants. And at the times where I've been in a size eight, that's not even a high size, but I was just so used to always wearing like a size two or a size four. The fact that I went up just devastated me. And now I more so know that it doesn't matter what size you are because every store, their size charts are different. Like they're not all the same. I could be a size eight at Primark where I was getting jeans. And then at say like American Eagle, I could be a size four. Like the sizes mean nothing. But to me, it did. And the way that I saw myself really just affected me. And I just think, I don't know, I definitely have body dysmorphia. I really do. I'm a healthy weight. I mean, I don't know what I weigh, but my doctor always tells me like, okay, this is healthy. They'll tell me I look healthy. I choose now to eat healthier. I'm not going to say that I eat healthy because I don't all the time. But I feel good and I think that that's what is important. And just... There's a lot of times where I kind of like relapse into like this dark phase of fighting with my body and fighting with myself. I used to take pictures literally like every single day to like to monitor and to look back on what I was or I have so many pictures as kind of like my before pictures where I wasn't fat at all and like looking back now I'm like I was so skinny like now that I'm looking from this standpoint I realized that it was just me looking in the mirror and it was I was just like looking through distorted glasses and I just could never see myself for what I am and I still really do struggle with that a lot and anytime my weight fluctuates, I do sometimes have an issue with it. But recently, I've kind of like come to terms. I've come to terms with a lot of things recently. But one, I started like right before the new year. I was like, I feel fucking good. Like I really do. I now go to the gym for fun. I have taken up all these different types of classes. I love to take spin classes now. I'm training for a half marathon this year. And I'm just doing things that there's a goal in mind at the end, but I'm having a lot of fun while doing it. I love watching workout videos, but like, do I do them? I'll watch them from laying in bed, but I think it's just interesting how you can now mold your body into a strong figure. And that's now what my end goal is, is to be strong and not to be skinny. So I think that I'm coming more to terms with it's okay that my weight is fluctuating and it's not like I'm outgrowing the body dysmorphia or it's not like it's fading away. I know that there's going to be a time where it comes back or where I really just feel like shit and I take time off from the mirror. Do I think that that's healthy the way that I handled it? Probably not, but I think that it's probably going to come back, but now knowing how I feel right now, I think that I can control it and I hope that I can control it. I hate going through those dark periods and really it just feels like shit. Okay, so this whole, I just went on like a 20 minute tangent, but I think that all of this has truly stemmed off of the effects of magazines when I was younger. And not to like put the blame on anybody because, you know, the only person you can blame is yourself, whatever. But I had the walls of my bedroom absolutely covered in these images. I would take out the posters from every magazine. I would cover every open part of my walls. I just thought because I looked up to these celebrities and I looked up to these people, they were glamorous, they were pretty, but I think that is truly the root of all these issues that I've had because it's not like my mom or my older sister was like stemming into my brain like, you need to be skinny. Like, they didn't fucking care. They're feeding me mac and cheese. So like, obviously it doesn't matter. 
So there has to be something to pinpoint it to. And I think that that's just like so ingrained in my mind and movies and TV shows and all of these like social figures only being this one type of woman. And that's like these skinny fucking people and people who are just curvy with big boobs, but also being skinny at the same time. Like there was a look that was like aimed towards everybody, almost like put on blast towards us. So I do think that that is the deep root of all of my issues. Yes, I am my own therapist. No, I really need to go see a therapist. I definitely do. Drop your recommendations below. (laughs) But seriously, so when I created, oh my God, I went on such a long tangent. Uh, You're probably like, okay, when the fuck is this episode gonna start? Okay, we're starting now. So that's why I created The Girls Room was all of these realistic, they were all unedited, obtainable body images. There's a lot of nudity in these images, but you never truly see like nipples or the vagina or like my butt crack or anything like that but you can see my skin i have stretch marks all across my boobs my boobs grew two cup sizes when i went on birth control so you can bet that there's stretch marks there i went from an a to a c in a month so yes there are stretch marks i have stretch marks all across my butt cheeks i have them on my leg they're there you could see that in these images i do have acne on my face i'm blessed and I'm thankful that my acne is not as bad as it once was. I used to get really bad cystic acne. So I would basically have just like a rock under my skin and it would be there for like two months at a time. And being the little fucking twat I was, I would just kind of like rip it off. So I would just have these massive scabs on my forehead over these huge bumps. And I'm very thankful that over time, I don't know if I've like grown out of it or if it's like, The medicine that I went on actually helped, but I'm very thankful that I no longer have to deal with that, but I still do have, oh my god, I have blackheads and whiteheads, like it's nobody's business, like all around like my T-zone, and really in my chin, like they're just there, and I've kind of just come to terms with it, like they're not going away, I mean they probably could, but they're hanging out for the long run, we're in it together. They don't always come to a head, but I get a lot of bumps on my face, it could almost look like eczema a little bit, just across my cheeks and stuff, and in these images... My lips are always chapped because a lot of times I do forget chapstick. And in certain images, you can see that I do have body hair. I've mentioned this before, but in one image specifically, I am in a pair of underwear. And it doesn't matter so much that it's me. I keep saying that it's me, it's me, it's me. It doesn't matter that I was the model in these. But I was in a pair of underwear and sometimes every once in a while, I'll grow out my pubic hair and I don't see that as an issue. And then other times I'll like go crazy and groom it. But specifically for this project, I had it grown out you can see my pubic hair stretching outside of the lines of my underwear and that's okay and there's an image where I made a face mask using waxing strips and that's all my body hair used on these waxing strips so they are raw they're realistic and they're something that is obtainable and that's not out of reach and so again with another fucking rambling tangent can someone just tell me to shut the fuck up I just need I don't know if anybody's watched the show Cheer, but I just started watching that, and Jerry, iconic, how he's always mat-talking people, like, yeah, you got this, go girl, I need him here to just tell me to shut the fuck up every single time I start talking for too long, and I'm just like, I'm just, we're probably like 20 minutes in at this point, I feel like I'm talking forever and I'm really getting off topic, anyways, watch Cheer, whatever, back to the episode, I kind of made this magazine for my younger self, And in these images, I did use feminine products and I turned them into accessories. So say for one image, I made a belly button ring using an IUD because that's something that's trendy, dangly belly button rings. I use my birth control packets as drop-down earrings. 
I used razors as hair curlers for curly hair. I used condoms as socks for my feet. I used all these different products as accessories. But then I also, by mocking magazine culture, I added in the quizzes, I added in the crossword puzzles, the would you rather, and stuff like that to make it fun and make it teenager-like almost. But then it had very valuable information in it as well. So I not only made this for myself, because this is something that I really do wish that I had, but I made this for other young women who might have been going through the same thing, who might have body dysmorphia, who might have been fighting a battle with their body forever. And being able to look at images saying, okay, this person has stretch marks. I have stretch marks. This is okay. And I have acne. They have acne. I have a mole on my face. I fucking left that thing there. If you have seen me in real life, you've noticed that I have a butt chin. Okay, go off. Uh, It's cute. I love it now. I have these teeth that look like a bunny rabbit. And all of these things I wouldn't know about myself unless if someone else has pointed it out. And that's been the case for kind of a lot of my insecurities. Other people have pointed them out. So now I'm kind of just taking back the power and being like, okay, yeah, I got a butt chin, but I think it's cute. And yeah, my bunny teeth, like... Easter's my fucking holiday, like, I'm proud of that. I think my teeth are cute now, so. I wanted it to feel relatable, and I wanted people to know that having these insecurities and this natural body is okay. So, I kind of put my body through the ringer, like, mentally and physically, and I just hope that other young women don't have to go through that the way that I did and the way that probably so many other young women have gone through, and older women too. It doesn't stop. You don't just turn 18 and this all goes away. This can continue your entire life. But I honestly do think that it is worse now for young women with the rise of social media. There's so many different social media apps. Now, TikTok is this huge thing. And Instagram, there's Facebook and there's Snapchat. And it's almost like you're expected to share your highlight reel and you're expected to document your every move and share it with the world. Nothing is really private anymore. (laughs) With that comes comparing yourself to other people and to other people's lives. Like, oh, she's living this bougie lifestyle, I need to do that too. Or he's living in a mansion right now, why am I living here? But it could get deeper and it could get darker than that. It could be comparing yourself to someone physically as well too. Like, why am I not as skinny as them? Why are their teeth so white? How come their skin is smoothed out and I still have acne? How come they don't have any cellulite anywhere on their body and I do? I think that that is why social media sometimes becomes a negative thing and I get it like it's only negative if you make it negative I've seen that quote before but I think that social media is kind of a negative thing like I really do I have to delete it for months at a time because when I use it I'll follow just a bunch of fucking fit people and I'll just compare myself to them and not only am I comparing myself to people I'm comparing myself to artists and I'm feeling like I'm not making work like them so I'm not good enough and I'm always just tearing myself down When this can just be something positive where I'm sharing my work with others. And like granted, everybody's going to have an opinion on it. Someone could be like, okay, that sucks ass. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, okay. But opinions like that don't hurt as much personally to me. Whereas if someone commented on my picture and said like, you're an ugly fuck, I'd be like, yep, that one hurts. That, That one's there. So I think that social media is, again, it's positive, but it's also really negative as well. And then when it comes to comparing yourself to people, are you comparing yourself to a real version of them? Or are you comparing yourself to an edited version of them? There's now these apps. Facetune is probably the biggest one. I know there's another one called Wittagram, which is something that I used to use. And 
as always, Photoshop's been around for pretty much ever. And people have the abilities to edit their bodies, their faces, their skin color, how their teeth look, and all these different things, all by just the click of a few apps in the palm of their hand. And that's pretty scary. So we don't really know when we're looking on social media what is real and what is fake. And it's really hard to determine the difference between those two now that, not to say that like everything is fake, but it's very easy for everything to be fake. I know a lot of celebrities have talked about like, yeah, I use Facetune or they've been caught on it. My favorite fitness Instagram model at the time, she has her own fitness line and everything, recently put out a post saying, okay, I'm gonna officially stop using Facetune. And I was like, wait, what? Are you fucking kidding? I, I thought that you looked like this because you were fit and you were doing these workouts like you're telling your followers to do and you're telling your followers to buy your products, your protein powder, your protein bars, to follow your recipe plans and that we would look like you. But that wasn't even a real image. It was all altered and it was all edited. So you don't know what's real. And that could be the same for plastic surgery as well. There's people who are saying drink skinny fit tea or whatever the fuck that stuff is called. Do not drink that. But saying, oh, if you drink this, you'll look like me. And it's all these things just to advertise different products. But the person isn't real. It is photo editing. It's Facetune. It's plastic surgery. It's not real. These are things that are completely unobtainable unless if you put in that $100,000 to get the surgery to look the same. And I think that it's sad that people are doing that to themselves because they want to look like other people and they're just not happy with their natural selves. There's nothing wrong with enhancing and I'm not trying to like say oh my god if you get plastic surgery you're a shitty person you're not a fucking shitty person do whatever you want if that is truly gonna make you feel better about yourself and that's gonna help you every single day with your confidence okay do it what's wrong with that but if you are like a robot and it's just beyond the point of realistic and you're putting it out there as if that is natural and that you have always looked like this And you're not making it a point to say if someone's commented on body goals and you had breast implants, you had all the fat taken out of your stomach, you had butt implants, you had like fucking fake toenails added, I don't even know. And people are saying, oh my god, that's goals. You could be like, okay, this is goals if you like have the money for it. Like this isn't a real thing. I didn't naturally do this. Like don't try to play it off like you did the Stairmaster for 20 minutes and now you look like that. Like that's just not how it is. And I think that that's really why... I feel so strongly about this is because for so long I've looked at other people and they've tried to play it off as natural saying like oh if you use this makeup product you'll look like this like no bitch that is photoshop that is edited I am not gonna look like that if I use your product like when people are using it for promotion purposes and people are using it as a way as if saying that this is natural when we all know that this is not natural that's when I have an issue with it so don't think I'm out here like bashing everybody who's getting fucking plastic surgery out here and I know that people are gonna be like okay if I'm editing my images and that makes me happy that has no effect on you like why does that bother you it bothers me because I don't think that this doesn't affect me. This affects me and I think that it affects others. It's one thing if you're just having a bad day and you have a fucking massive pimple on your forehead and you just want to get rid of it. Like that's the center of the picture. Okay, if you want, get rid of that pimple, whatever. But then other people are like, okay, well, why does she never have pimples? What's your skincare routine? Like put me on that. And sometimes it is really hard to tell when images are facetuned or edited or photoshopped, whatever. And I almost like find myself looking for that now. I'm like, wait, like if I see someone who has like this fucking sick body, I'm like, wait, is this real? Like, let me like zoom in. Are you for real? Like, 
is this possible? Can I look like that too? But then I hate when I know that something is fake. If I know that that person just edited their picture and then there's other girls commenting saying, wow, you look perfect. I wish I looked like you. Body goals and shit like that is not a real goal because it's not a real image. And I think that that is just really going to mess with people's minds. And I think after seeing yourself for so long in these edited pictures that aren't actually you is really going to fuck with yourself and that's going to fuck with your mind. You're going to always want to look like that edited image that's not you and that that's not possible without the help of cosmetic procedures and stuff. I watched a true life I'm addicted to looking like a Snapchat filter. It was an MTV special and I kind of think it's important for people to watch that, especially if you are obsessed with editing your pictures and Snapchat filters too. Like that's not so much you're not editing it. There's something putting a filter to make you look like a different person. There's a lot of them that give you eyelashes or that put a little bit of glimmer in your eyes that enhance your lips, make your face a little bit skinnier, make your nose skinnier. And after seeing yourself like that for a long time, you almost want to believe that's real and you would do anything to make sure that's possible. So there's been people who get plastic surgery and they come in with their edited Facetune pictures or their Snapchat filtered pictures and saying, okay, this is what I want to look like. And I think, yes, editing a picture can help with your confidence. I have done it before. I used to use the app Wittagram to smooth out my skin and I don't know why no one told me that it was so fucking obvious. I have very, very oily skin. I have really large pores. So this has been an issue I've been kind of fighting with my whole life that I'm just always looking shiny and I'm always oily. I'm always sweaty. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just really, I don't like that look and I used to get these little like oil wipes or like these little sheets and I would be constantly wiping off my skin wiping off my skin or I would clog my pores with powder across my face to just fill my pores which would then make it more oily anyways so in a lot of pictures I look oily so I would smooth out my entire fucking face I look stupid as fuck like I don't know why no one told me that I looked like that and I would put those pictures out there. I've never like pinched in my waist or made my butt a little rounder, my boobs a little bigger and stuff that I know that a lot of people are doing. And this is definitely something that comes to play in the summertime or when someone's on a holiday or a vacation or something like that. I had to delete Instagram during the summer one year because I was like, how the fuck are all these people looking so damn good out here in their bikinis and I'm just not like I'm just not it and I then talked to someone about their image like and I was like wow like you look so good in that like how did you get to look like that and I was then told that it was through facetune it wasn't real I'm not saying like don't trust these bitches out there but just don't compare yourself to other people you don't know what they're doing behind the scenes of these images you don't know what angles they're going through to take it you don't know how many images it took to get that one picture it could have been 600 pictures to get that one good perfect looking image that you're seeing we're only posting our highlights so if you couldn't tell by now i'm very anti-facetune i'm very anti-editing your pictures i don't do that anymore and i'm very happy that i don't do that because now people just kind of know the real me so i think what i'm trying to say in this 75 minute rant <laughs> again as always i'm like what am i not ranting honestly try as hard as you can i know it's so hard but to be comfortable with yourself and how you look and just and i know that it's so easy that we now have access to so many different people's lives and what they're doing near and far celebrity people who are on celebrities all across the world and like these people 
They have access to plastic surgery. They have access to personal trainers. They have access to personal chefs. They have a fuck ton of money. Yeah, they're fucking getting shit altered. And I hate when I see people like, oh my god, I wish I had their DNA. Oh my god, they're just so perfect. How do I, like, because they're perfect because they're paying someone to make them perfect. We can't compare ourselves to celebrities. And I think that that is why people use Facetune, people edit their pictures because they're trying to look like these images and these people that put a hundred fucking thousand dollars into their butt implants. So I was like, oh my God, how are they so slim thick? And I'm like, implants, bitch, the right fucking plastic surgeon can put in work. Like they can make you look good. They can make you fucking curvy as shit. But then again, people are out here saying that they go to the gym and like they now have a bigger butt. I have been trying since I was like 14. My butt has not gotten any bigger, but I know that it is possible. There's a chance that that can happen. So yeah, bitch, you can grow those glutes. You can get fucking slim thick or whatever you want to call it. You can just be fit and have fun. And if you don't want to do that, don't fucking do it. That's okay. Be comfortable in your own skin. But at the end of the day, I know how hard it can be to truly accept your body and to be happy with it and to be in a place where you're just healthy. That doesn't mean physically healthy. I mean mentally healthy. And it can be an ongoing battle with your body and with yourself and with pictures and everything. But just take it one day at a time. We need to just keep promoting body positivity. And the way that we can do that is by sharing our beautiful, our natural, our confident selves. So I want to say as always, thank you to everybody who's listening. I want to say thank you to all the people out there that are putting out real obtainable content and people who are sharing their highlight reels, but they're also being true and they're being honest with themselves. And I love when people share (laughs) pictures. I love when people share pictures of themselves crying. No, I love when people share real shit and real stories. And that's just what I'm trying to do here. So I can't thank everybody enough. So as always, thank you to everybody. Thank you to my listeners. Thank you to my two best friends. And yeah, thanks for sticking with me.